Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs and I'm here with Terry Kemper. Good morning, Terry. Hey, good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, good. Beautiful day yesterday. Oh, incredible. Yeah. It doesn't and, uh, get any better than that. No. Uh, the irrigation gods were looking down on us <laughs> last <were>. yesterday. <laughs> they were smiling we, on us really good. <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we fired up the tree lot irrigation as we get in our first load of trees and nursery stock tomorrow. And uh, so looking forward to that. We're probably a week earlier than we normally are. Yeah. But this weather is kind of um, beautiful. So, and it looks good. So the prognosis is uh, spring is here. So um, we we decide to bring in trees and shrubs a week or so earlier than normal. So we will be a couple trucks this week, three or four next week, and then we'll be close to being full by the mid-May, eh? Should be, yep, yep. We should be in great shape for mid-May. Awesome. And uh, you got in a whole bunch of perennials in there yesterday. Lots of perennials in there too. So yeah, that's filling up fast, and we have uh, probably a full truck of perennials coming in this week as well, uh, combined awesome. from a couple different vendors. So yeah, it's uh, it's happening. It's uh, yeah. It's, no, I it's, here. It, it's sort of weird. Eh? You sort of it, yeah. you just sort of walk around, and uh, yesterday was a great day, nice and busy, and lots of people out. Uh, Picking up stuff, getting ready, amending their soil, picking up the greening up lawn fertilizer, um, and looking forward to seeing a bunch of green grass all over the place. So if you are looking, now is the perfect time to give your grass that good hearty rake, give it a good thorough raking. And, and But there's still, like, actually behind the greenhouse on the north side, like along our road, there's still ice, but that was from the thing, but there's still a bit of blocks of ice. So in those, some of those shady areas, still be a bit careful if you're out there digging or, or raking, stuff like that. But yeah. for the most part, if you're out in the sun, you should be able to give your grass a good thorough raking, um, apply your greened up lawn fertilizer, get the sprinklers going, wash down all your evergreens. That's that's just a, it's a fun thing to do when you're not really doing nothing. It sort of it makes you feel good. But the trees sure love it because we really haven't had a, like a heavy rain or anything to wash the dust off all the bugs and different things that are in your evergreens. So if you can get out and, and wash down all your evergreens today would be a perfect day for that. Yeah, they do. They do love that for sure. So not a bad idea at all. Absolutely. And I got a couple of things we got to do today. Um, actually I got a, 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 a big day. Um, uh, I'm going to say a big happy birthday to Beatrice Martin. And uh, I grew up in Bonas, and a friend of ours, uh, Fred Martin, his his mom's it's her birthday today. So happy birthday to Beatrice. And she's an avid listener to her show there, Terry. So, uh, nice. Yeah, again, happy birthday. Yeah. And, uh, and we had a few people in this week saying hi. I love that. So if you see Terry out in the tree lot or myself roaming around there, say hi. If you have a question, more than happy to answer. We love that kind of thing. So um, had a few people stop in and say hi this week. And so everybody's coming out now. So it's it's good. Gardening season is going. And some people like to say Christmas is the best time of the year. I like to think <laughs> uh, springtime is the best this time is, of the year. This is it's, your Christmas? Uh, <laughs> well, I, I think it is for all of us. Eh? You get out, things come to life. Um, and Lisa and the team in the annual section, like they just have it looking really, really good. Yeah, it's looking, and, looking great over there. Yeah, 
filling in. We bought lots of new benches this year. You guys have rearranged some stuff and 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 Bryce, like I mentioned last week, built a bunch of benches, bunch of different stuff. So we're set up great and getting lots of nice plants in, touring our our growers and uh so we're just the trucks will be rolling this week bringing stuff from our grower greenhouses into our selling greenhouses so we're looking forward to all of that kind of fun stuff happening and so it's on we're getting our garden on right now (laughs) so and and then all your all your independent garden centers are, are are ramping up so and again if you have a choice support your independent guys we're yeah, the ones get out that there support and, your yeah. hockey teams and all that other fun stuff. So, and you get Absolutely. the good advice from them. So, lots of great ones in Calgary. So, yeah, support those. Or if you're in Edmonton or Red Deer, Lethbridge, wherever you're at, um, hit your independent garden centers and uh, give them the support because we're the ones that uh, when you guys need those charity things, you come knocking on our door. And we always try to help out as many as we can as well. So, anyways, we sure appreciate it. And anyways. Let's go. We can go to the phone lines. We have someone on there really quickly already. If you want to join us, 403-974-8255. And we got Les on the line. Good morning, Les. Good morning. How can we help you? Uh, Actually, I'm out trying to plant them as we speak here. Okay, Uh, what are we planting? uh, You know, at the moment, uh, carrots and Okay. They kind of drive me crazy because uh, they seem to dry out so fast trying to get them to germinate. I don't know. Yeah. Do you mend your soil at all? Like, do you have good soil? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's good, but I just find out they dry out so quickly. Yeah. So yeah. And it's just yeah. probably Calgary, but... It is. And, and it just... But do that slow, deep watering. So does, like, a lot... If you're using one of those long soaker hoses, those mm. work really good for that because then it just soaks it in nice right. and slow, and it gets down a little bit deeper, and it holds it in a lot better, I find. Right. it's not just watering the top and rolling off. Right. So that makes a big difference less if you're looking for yeah. a little advice. But, yeah, today, this week's a great time to get out. You can seed all your veggie gardens and all that kind of stuff right so now. So would perfect you time. think that uh, – sorry uh, – that – I mean, obviously, you can't plant everything right now. Um, correct or no? That is correct. Yeah, there's yeah. some stuff like pansies, petunias, um, outside veggies like broccolis, and a lot of that kind of the hardier kales. A lot of the lettuce can be planted outside right now. Yeah, um, right. Because they're they're colder climate stuff. So right, absolutely. Right. So not things like beans and you. Actually, I got my tomatoes. Beans, onions, you'll be fine as well. Yeah. I got my tomatoes, but they're in a cold frame, so that's all Yeah, but put them outside during the day or make sure you open the the vents and stuff like that. But, yeah, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, Swiss chard, all that kind of stuff. People love that. Get your radishes in because you're getting early crop. Yeah, I already got those in. They're they're already growing. Oh, wow, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. So you can get two or three crops a year out of those, so. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I find they they don't do very good when it gets hot, though. I'd like them, you know, like earlier the better. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, that was about it. Okay, Okay, well, thanks, Les. I appreciate it. Okay, take care. Have a great day. Bye. Take care. All right. Yeah, it is a it's a perfect day to get out and uh, start our gardening season. May first tomorrow, so we're still only April the (laughs) thirtieth, and. 
and we appreciate the patience of uh, a lot of our customers that yesterday asking about trees and shrubs. We definitely have like we have quite a few um, potted trees and shrubs um, that we've wintered over, and they're they're just budding out like crazy, looking good. So um, if you are eager to get, uh, we have some really nice ivory silk lilacs and different things that you could plant up <clears> right <throat> now. But you will be stocking that all up this week. Yeah, and, for sure we will. Yeah, we'll be yeah. adding to that. We had yeah, we had an interesting picture. Could you possibly identify this plant? I see you replied. I did. Yeah, and I, that's what I – and she just said safflower. But I don't think – yeah, it looks like it's Photoshopped of some sort. It's this that, big – Yeah. Yeah, so – but, yeah, I don't think it is. And uh, actually, you just said someone – Rick, just stop by. Just stop by and spruce it up. Got some fertilizer in less than five minutes. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, we, we get you, we'll get you in and out if you want to come in and out quick. Um, here's one. Good morning, Merle. What do you recommend for dewworms, night crawlers in the lawn? One thing you can do, again, we talk about slow, deep watering, Terry. That will push the dewworms down. Typically, they come up when there's when it's really dry below. So if you're just watering sort of 10 minutes on top, that's where the they'll, they'll come up to where it's softer. Mm -hmm. So do a good power raking, fertilize, but then do the slow, deep watering down and that will push the worms down deeper. They have no need to come up. They don't really like to come up. If they don't have to, they'll stay down nice and deep, um, typically, unless it gets too dry down below, and then they need to come up where it's a little bit softer. Mm -hmm. So slower deep watering, I find, is one of the best method methods. And just a good healthy lawn, not letting it get too long, um, a good power raking, um, in the spring, that helps break up those uh, bumps and stuff like that as well. So you can give that a try, and hopefully that works. And if you want to join us, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered and I do have a text, and it's from Donna. She's texted a couple times, and I just will we'll try and answer her here this morning. Um, says, hello, Merle. This is the morning picture of the east sun hitting our shared fence. I want a couple column-type trees in the mulch area. I don't want them to grow too high. Skyrocket juniper, blue arrow. If you're trying to go with the junipers, um, there's very little chance that they're going to get too tall within the next... Uh, 10 to 15 years um we'll try to get them to live hopefully it's it is a little bit tougher terry and yeah uh, <clears throat> yeah the, uh, what uh, i would yeah fast to get a spruce might be a good option or if you don't if you want some that's a like if you just want one taller tree like maybe a gladiator crab um but if you're looking for the evergreens i, I also said north pole spruce might be one right and any of the junipers that she listed, Skyrocket, Blue Arrow, or Sky Pencil, um, they're, they're, they'd all be decent. But again, I, I, they're not going to grow or overtake typically. Like it's going to take quite a long time for them to get ever too big or too high. Like I wish we had that problem, but with yeah. those evergreens, they're on the slower growth pattern for us. And it's, and like you said, you plant one. And it, even if it's five, six feet tall, you're, it's going to be 10, 15 years before it's 12 feet tall yeah. sort of thing. 
If you could find it, I'd rec- also recommend that uh, Prairie Sentinel Hackleberry. Hackleberry. Yeah. That's that, one, that's that one that we have out front here in the, the front bed right by the, that nice the gate. nice slow-growing. Slow-growing columnar. So it, it kind of looks, it has that uh, idea of uh, Swedish columnar aspen, but not anywhere near the size. Of the, how old is that one out there? Yeah, it's seven, eight, eight years nine, already. Yeah, seven, eight yeah. years. Uh, it grows about three still, inches a year. Yeah, it doesn't grow very much at all, but it's so, a really nice yeah, tree. Columnar oak would be a good one, too, that we yeah, get in the regal. pinnacle oak, I believe. Yeah, yeah. That would be and a good one. And also, what else would be good there? Um, we do have some of the upright um, mugo pines, the columnar pines, that were good. My my neighbor, a couple doors down, he has a gorgeous one in the backyard. I just peeking over the fence. I haven't been in his backyard, but can see it two doors over, and he has a gorgeous big pine columnar in the backyard. It's gorgeous. Yeah. So columnar mugo, or even that columnar scotch pine too. It's got that yeah. Sort of- mid-length sort of bluish needle they're they're quite yeah. pretty too and, and do well yeah. here in calgary so yeah a few options there awesome well we got a full phone yeah, board I see that. and all the young gentlemen are up early today so uh, uh beating the ladies on the phone lines let's go to bob morning bob good morning Merle. how can we okay. help you um i'm recently retired and i've taken on the project of trying to bring my uh son's lawns back to life um they're victims of neglect in two corgis and <laughs> well we can help you with this one this is going to be a fairly easy one um you're last, gonna last, we're gonna make you look pretty smart oh okay um last <laughs> fall i i uh applied the green it up uh fertilizer okay. and this yep. spring i'm power it but it's not coming in green, and I'm just wondering. It, it's still a bit early. Like we're just starting to get the heat units that are going to get the grass growing. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so what I would do again, give it the, a, a good. If you've already given it a power rate this spring, yeah. Hit it one. Hit it another time with the uh, um, green it up lawn fertilizer this spring, and also okay. the dog spot prevent. So that will neutralize the urine spots from the dog. Uh huh. And then okay. if you're going to get, and once it starts greening up, you might notice some green dead patches where the where the grass had got killed from last year or over the winter. Uh-huh. So just give them a little bit of a harder rake. Put okay. a little bit of loam down or buy a bag of three-in-one mix. It's a okay. loam compost mix. And a little bit of grass seed, or we have the grass seed already mixed in a, in a if, you, if there's not too much, already mixed in a container. You can just sprinkle that right on those spots. And okay. then just... Again, start the watering, sort of that slow, deep watering um, once a week, and that grass should just take off. And uh, okay. once we start getting these heat units going um, with the fertilizer you did last year and give it another shot here this spring, um, that grass will get – I've seen so many grass, and that's it, – and it's, it's, it is pretty easy. If we're feeding it good, a little bit of water, um, it, it'll take off. Oh, fantastic. Because what I was going to ask you is should I be starting to look at uh... – top dressing the whole thing like it it was in really rough shape and i i was thinking should a guy top dress it all and i would eat it or? let's it i would just let's see what we get going here this spring and if it if it's sort of over the 50 percent, like lots of dead spots in that you could definitely look at doing a little bit more but okay. let's let's just see what we can get going first thing because i don't like to top dress too early in the year i like to get the grass growing first because okay, i find good. if we go too early you're going to suffocate it so we want it actively grown before we 
before we start top dressing and stuff. Go that far. Perfect. Another Alrighty. quick, question, another quick yep. question for me, if you don't mind, and maybe Terry would know, or probably yep, Mark, ahead. but it's these new electric chainsaws that have come out, like DeWalt and Milwaukee and what have you. Are they any good? Do they last long enough to do some serious work, or are you running looking for batteries? It, 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 what it is, got to make sure you buy the good batteries, and that's when you're buying them, sometimes you get the inexpensive. They have the 2-amp. So even when we're buying power tools for our job sites and stuff, like I just right. renoed our house, all the guys are using batteries now. Like no one, even the chop saws, the skill saws, like everything, air nailers, it's all, it's not an air nailer anymore. It's a battery nailer. So it's, <laughs> but you, you just have to buy the better battery. You have to move up to the five and six amp. So right. it, it'll say on the side of the battery, one or, or two a. H M A M H or something like that. Um, right. Those are the less expensive. They don't last as long. But if you get oh. into the five and six, um, those are phenomenal. They last all day. Like <laughs> these guys were, you see them on the job sites everywhere using them now. Like I said, table saws, chop saws, and they because they, but they are a bit expensive when you get to the more expensive ones. And they have GPS tracking devices built right in for these for the contractors because people are yeah. stealing them, right? Unfortunately, that's mm -hmm. and then you get something with some value. People want to borrow them from you. So yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to give the chainsaw a try, and maybe I'll give you a shout in the fall and let give you a good report on them. Yeah, let me know. But just make sure you're getting the good battery. Like you said, go get at least a three or up to a five if you're going to use it a fair bit. Okay, all right? thanks for all your help. Awesome. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, I, I, I have a, um, a battery-powered lawnmower and, and a weed whipper. I did buy the better batteries, and it, they last. Like, I, they work phenomenally. Like, I don't have a huge yard or anything, but... They do work good. It's kind of nice. You don't have to worry about gas. They're nice and quiet, mm -hmm. and you just you just pull it on. It starts up, and I mulch. I don't bag nothing. So it's just you go over it, you park it back in the garage, and yeah, and you're done, right? Yeah, that but, technology has come such a long way. Absolutely, but it's just again. Sometimes you'll see them cheap, and it it, it it's getting the the better batteries in, and that makes all the difference. Well, let's go. Actually, we'll just read a couple texts because we are um, just running up close to the end of time. Um, here we got one. What help? What is wrong with my tree? I know it has dark purple leaves. So what it looks like is you have a Schubert choke cherry, and you've had some physical damage to that tree, and you have big rot and black knot has gotten into it. I would almost say that tree is going to be going. I would look at getting rid of it. The black yeah. knot has gotten rot into right into the bottom of it. So for Liz, that one, I would recommend you look at replacing that tree, unfortunately. Once it gets in like that, we can't fix it. So I would uh, look at doing it. And here's another one. Is it too late to cut down our Catoni Acer? <laughs> they just started. Right now is a perfect time. Um, you're a little bit on the later, but it'll still be perfect. Chop it right down to the ground, get a nice sharp saw, um, clean it up, and uh, and then you should be good to go. Make sure you do a really good clamp. Fer water it really well. Give it a good fertilizer after. And then when it starts leafing out, look at using the pure spray green, and that will look after that. Uh, when the, the scale is in the flying stage, we can look after it at that point. That's about the mid-June, July. 
All right, we got to take a quick break. When we return, we'll take calls. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. And we are April the 30th, heading into a beautiful stretch, heading into May. It's gardening time. Phone lines are fairly full, so we're going to get right to them. Let's go to Gordy. Good morning, Gordy. Good, good morning. Um, for, Hi first there. Of all, thank, thank you so much for this show that you do. You, Between you and Spruce It Up, you've certainly done more than your share to make Calgary an area a more beautiful place. Well, thank you so much. We, we definitely enjoy it. It's a pleasure, and it's our honor. Like, I love doing it. Well, anyway, thank you for that. Um, I have a big uh, elm tree in the yard. It's probably okay. 35 years old. It's um, it's healthy. It, it, it was uh, pruned late last fall. Um, it had the deep root injection. It, it okay. even had the trunk injection for some kind of virus or something yeah but anyway over it's it's about 35 years old i would say healthy and but over the years um some of the roots are becoming more exposed yeah and i'm just i'm will that have an impact on the the health of the tree um no it that's just normal like the so what i would do is maybe just is this in the lawn or is this Yes, it's in the it's in the, the lawn, the back lawn. Yes. So what you can do is you can top dress a bit, add a add a, an inch or two of loam every so often if you start seeing those areas showing, because you just don't want to start um, hitting the root too much with the lawnmower either. But that's normal, like because elms have big surface roots as they get larger. Okay. Yeah, that's that's becoming more apparent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, because you got to think, it has a big fan up top, right? Like a big um, canopy yep. on that tree. So it needs big anchor roots to hold it up. Otherwise, they get blown over. So like when Mother Nature designs these trees, it also <laughs> gives it the root structure to support. Depends if it's a skinny tree or a wide tree or whatever. So you see like, those big poplars, like they'll have the even bigger roots coming out because they have the bigger canopy. Okay, so it's not going to per se be damaging nope. the tree. No, no, I would just okay, avoid so just whacking it like with the lawnmower thing than anything else. Yeah, so like I said, don't hesitate to put an inch or two of loam over top of that though, if you want to build okay. your grass up a bit more. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Well, well, thank you for the info. Awesome. Thanks, Gordy. Uh, Have a good day. Alrighty. Bye bye. Okay. Bye bye. All right. Let's go to Doug. Good morning, Doug. Good morning, Merle. Good morning. How can we help you? <laughs> Doug the Ant Relocator here. Ah, uh, nice. Are you, are you starting a new hotel franchise? Still a little early. I live up in the North Hill, and you know we're generally about a couple of weeks behind you guys in the South. Yeah, we're down in the banana belt in beautiful <laughs> South Calgary. Absolutely. You probably wear tropical shirts to work and stuff. We, <laughs> we still have parkas on. Um, <laughs> Merle, I got a question about trees. A couple things. Uh, being as I am up in the North Hill, is it too late to like take a branch off an apple tree? No, right now it's still fine. Like, you awesome. can Yeah, just make sure you do that. If it's a larger branch, take it off in a couple sections work your way in because they do tear fairly easy if you try to take too much at one time and I've learned to cut from the bottom side first instead of top that uh, 
most people yeah. do. But, but in, again, with the apple, because they are a heavier wood, and some of you don't realize, so I always take them in three or four sections and just take the last six inches last, and then that way you don't, no fear of tearing and stuff like that. You get in and do a nice cut. I gotcha. I appreciate that. And the second thing is the black, the black knot. I know I've got an old apple oh. tree as well. Uh, I've got two, and but one of them has like that black sort of a uh, moldy stuff on the bottom of some of the branches. Is that black knot? Um, I'll let Terry take that. So, so black, uh, on, black on the bottom stuff? of the apple branches. Yeah, generally black knot doesn't show up too much in in malice or the apple. Uh, have you tried to, um, like, have you touched with your thumbnail? Tried to scrape that off? Is it just some some mold on there that? Yeah, well, it might it might be just a black mold on on some of the branches. Yeah, yeah bottom sides. I would I would try like maybe taking a little mi microfiber cloth first and just see if you can't sort of scrub that off of there. Okay. Yeah, I don't imagine that there's anything too crazy going on there. It could be just something that's you know. That's been allowed to grow on there, and if we just physically remove it, my my thought is at first it should be fine. But try that and see how that goes. Okay, and and I see also in a couple of spots where like I have pruned in previous years, you know, right at the joint where it was pruned, black as well, quite quite black. Yeah, and that's normal. That's sort of like the wrinkly, sort of like how we get wrinkles as we age. We do. The, the bark gets old and sort of rougher, right? So. Okay. Awesome. So, well, I appreciate yeah, that. I'll give go. a go and let you know. All right. Thanks, Doug. Cheers. Have a great weekend. You too. See you soon. Yep. All right. And uh, and uh, when we get some ant issues, we'll we'll get uh, Doug to call in again and uh, give us his ant hotel solution. <laughs> <laughs> Here we have a couple more minutes. Let's go to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Well, how you doing? Good morning. Um, I bought a condo, so I live in a condo now. And um, I want to know, when is a good time to plant flowers? Because last year I bought some flowers, and then by July they were, like, all dead. And then everywhere I look, they're all nice and beautiful and big, and mine were, like, ready to be thrown out. So, And then I so, wanted to know, do you need to change the soil, put new soil? What do I do? Yeah, what I would probably recommend, and do you, are you facing, like, full sun? You get lots of sun? No, I get uh, morning sun there. I'm in the uh, okay. the southwest. Okay, and sort of facing east then, your patio? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so typically if I see them not make it through the season, I would say typically you probably have two smaller pots. Um, so even if you're buying like a 10-inch hanging basket or something, they do need to get transplanted and into a larger pot. So on patios, I would get yourself a little larger window boxes or larger patio pots because to last through the whole season – they okay. they do need because the annuals just they use up all the soil they the roots fill up and then there's just nothing left for them and I see that all the time on a lot of times south facing or or in Calgary if you just buy like the smaller pots and and put them out on the deck they won't last through the whole season. And then when is it uh, a good time to uh, think about planting flowers? Well, we're 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 still a bit early, but like pansies, petunias, snapdragons, things like that can go out now. <laughs> but okay. if you get into your shadier, like you're on the east side, so you, you'll want to go even some more impatience, begonias. I would wait closer to like the May long weekend and sort of follow it. And we're like closer to end of May, 1st of June. And then when I plant, should I put some new soil in and throw out the Absolutely. other stuff? Absolutely. 
Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Or depending on how big a pot, like if you have a big 20 or 30-inch pot, I just remove the top third and then put oh. new potting soil in. Okay, well, thank you very much. Yeah, and then just when you do water, ensure that you water nice and thoroughly in the morning, fill it up, fertilize weekly. Again, it's important when you're growing stuff on a containers in a condo because they're going to okay. be heavy feeders, so they need that food once a week. Okay, thank you very much. All right, take care, Kevin. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. If you'd like to join us after the break, phone lines are wide open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And I'm here with Terry Kemper. And uh, we get to talk gardening every day, Terry. So it's kind of nice. We get it uh, every day we go to work, we talk gardening. Yeah, we and do. And <laughs> get to it here on Sunday morning with everybody. So let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to, we have another Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. Good morning. How are you doing today, Merle and Terry? Doing good. Doing awesome. Awesome. Great, great, great. My question is pruning uh, the low-lying uh, junipers. How do you prune them back and when you should do it? Uh, um, low line, like, t are you trying to trim them back off the sidewalk or something like that? Yes, correct. Yeah, right now is a perfect time. And get underneath, remove any of the dead, stu dead stuff as well, any broken branches. And just check for any other damage underneath. But if you're looking to just trim them up and uh, get them on the other side of the sidewalk, right now is a perfect time. Oh, perfect. And um, the other thing is, how do you get rid of daylilies in your garden? Okay, Terry. <laughs> how to get rid of them? Yeah, well, I got too many of them, so I want to cut them back. But of course, once you get one in there, you got a hundred. Yeah, they they do um, they do multiply on you for sure. Uh, honestly, I would I would dig them out by hand. I just get a, a pitchfork and uh, they'll dig pretty easy, especially now at this time. They're not, you know, you may have just an inch or two of green on top, but that's going to be the fastest. Uh, way of getting that controlled um, and uh, yeah just take a couple hours and get a tarp and uh, get out there and uh, wrestle those out of the ground I would just use a pitchfork and yeah all right perfect there's not something that you can uh, say if you touch the leaves with a roundup or something like that it'll kill us that if, way yeah I mean if you've got you know lots and lots and you're trying to you know get a control on certainly roundup will do the trick but um, are you hoping to garden in that space this year still yeah do you want to put something else in there I just thought yeah, I can basically thin them out and put something else in there, but I know they're going to keep coming back once you have one in there. <clears throat> yeah, um, I would just round up some help, get uh, get someone to join you out there for, for an afternoon, and within a couple hours, I'm sure you can uh, do a lot of a lot to eradicate uh, those stalins you've got yeah. there. Because even if you use Roundup, you'll still have to dig them out anyway, so you might as well try and salvage them. Yeah. And uh, dig them out, maybe throw them in a couple pots and... If there's any other gardeners out there, maybe you can share with a neighbor or something like that. Or Most definitely. Yeah, perfect. Well, thank you very much. All right. All right thank yeah. you so much. Thanks, Kevin. Bye-bye. And, and that's the thing, eh, Terry, because if you do use Roundup to kill, a lot of times you have to dig it out anyways. Like A lot of times when I'll, if I'll say use Roundup, it'll be on things that, like quack grass, things that are, it, it does. If you, the more you dig it, you almost cause more grief. Like, right. you know, because that's where you're better off to kill the quack grass, crab grass, crab grass, quack grass, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it, kill it, let it die, and then dig it up. 
because you do cause more issues if you're trying to dig up the crab crabgrass you almost cause more because you chop up all the little roots and you almost create more so you uh it's better to just get rid of it at that point but yeah. let's go to the phone lines and we got another last good morning Les. good morning sir you were just talking about crabgrass how do you get rid of it you got to um, roundup roundup yeah your just, best just to spray roundup on it yeah uh-huh because the more you dig it up, you, you kind of break up. So you know when your air raid or your power rake are on in the springtime? Yeah. Yeah. So some of the benefits of doing that is when the aerator goes in and it cuts the roots, that yeah. also, that makes it grow more grass because everywhere you cut it kind of sprouts up more. So okay. when you're digging up crabgrass, that same thing happens. So right. you, you know, sometimes you end up with little pieces everywhere in the soil, and then you end up with more grass in about three or four weeks. Right. Okay. Well, I need to do that in the front lawn, but that's not why I was calling. I was just listening. So informative. Thank you very much. Um, I'm thinking of putting in a garden. Do I put an in-ground garden in a raised garden? What sort of soil do we start off with? I've done some research, and there's, you know, people say put cardboard underneath to stop the the, the weeds and. Build it up yeah. Almost are, like what uh, what do you think? And like, are you do you want to build a raised bed or? I I don't know what what's the the benefit. Well, I guess depending on access and and your mobility, bending down, like some people, yeah, if you have I... no issues being down low, then in the ground is great. But it doesn't hurt to always raise it up a bit because it it makes it easier to add soil to it and amend the soil okay. if it's raised and, up. And and then what's the best? Like to start this off properly, you use what cedar or to build. This? Yeah, cedar. Cedar's your best wood to use, definitely. And some of the pressure treated is fine now. Just make sure that they don't use any of the bad preservatives anymore for the most part. But just double check when you're when you're picking up the wood. Most of the pressure treated is safe to use now as well. Okay, and and then now it's like a seven layer taco kind of thing dip that you want to use like gravel cardboard <laughs> soil yeah if you're going right on the grass though i would just start with a good like i would just use a good garden i don't know about that seven layer thing i think you can probably get a little bit carried away with some of that in my okay. own opinion i would just yeah. start out with a good garden mix like and and we have a calculator if you go to our website um, in our bulk section where we yeah. sell all our garden soils. Yeah. So you just you type in your length, your width, and your depth, and it'll tell right. you how many cubic yards of, of material you use. Well, so I'm, you can I'm, decide. I'm doing about 20, 20 feet, I was thinking, 20 feet by about 10 to start off with. and, and So and that's then... a good size. You're going to need, you're gonna need a, a three or four yards of, uh, of garden mix. So what I would do is, yeah, figure out what you need, and then you can order it right online. And we have a good garden mix that we have mixed up with with loam and soil and that, and with compost already mixed in it. And okay. then you just need to amend it every year, like with a sea soil, some compost, stuff like that. Okay, perfect. And yeah, and you're that, you're uh, growing veggies, you think, for the most part? Yeah, or? yeah, that's that's what I want to do. Grow veggies. Perfect. Well, look at the price of lettuce. Right, like yeah, those worlds. So I was just thinking, well, give yep. it, a, give it a whirl. Now, what about absolutely that, that uh, those big? Because I don't have a lot of access, but those bags, 
guys yeah the big bags. yellow bags yeah those are great too um depending on how much you need um they can deliver them you have to get the soil out of the bags and if you're doing it all at once depends how your access is um like they work great as well yeah, so they put it there, then they park it. It depends if you if you can do it all in one day. It's kind of nice to just get it dumped, and then you just you shovel it into the wheelbarrow, and away you go. Yeah, there um, you go. Yeah, but if you need to wait, because um, if you're using three or four bags, it is a little pricier in the bags than just oh, no, the bulk. I don't need, need, need three or four bags. How much? You're going to need, you probably will, because you're, depending, you said 20 by 10, Depends if you're going 12 inches deep. You're going to need a couple yards uh, of soil, so at least well, I haven't Jesus, figured out that. Better, better cut yeah. her down because it's my yeah. first time <laughs> doing it, right? So I better cut her down. I just, okay. Yep. And if you awesome. stop in the store, they're more than happy to help you out with any of those questions as well. Okay. Awesome. Thank awesome. you. Awesome. All, All right. Take, take care, Les. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. And I like what he said. Don't go too crazy at first. Start off a little bit. Build some success. And then you're good to go. Let's take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We can do a quick call. We're going to go to Karen. Good morning, Karen. Hello. Hi. How can we help you? Um, I just, I've been having this problem for a few years now. I've got probably 20 plus planters, boxes and stuff, but all just flowers, no veggies. Um, And I get this really spindly kind of vine it's got to be a weed of some kind growing in amongst the flowers about halfway through the summer and it looks delicate but it's got a really deep root when I go to try to pull it out to weed it Yeah. so I'm thinking we just usually add a little bit of soil fresh oil to the to the boxes every year should I just get rid of all of it and start fresh. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I think you're probably if you're getting lots of it, then I would. Mm-hmm. Or if it's something you can deal with and pull out it, it's probably going to be in there so you it might want to if you if you don't change your soil if it does come up you might want to just like get a like a foam brush and maybe just just if you could just paint those those leaves with roundup and then it'll just this die back oh. and it won't kill nothing else because oh. roundup only kills what it touches and then oh. it'll but if the soil's been and depends how big a pot's and depends on budget um, yeah. It might be worthwhile just to dump those and and uh, start That's fresh with a wondering. bunch of new potting soil. Yeah. So if we were to dump them, can can we use them on the lawn? Like they, I've heard you should spread dirt on your lawn. <laughs> yeah, but you're gonna have all kinds of roots and different stuff in there too. Yeah. So yeah. I if you had some garden or shrub beds that doesn't bark mulch, I would be more apt to use it in that kind of an area. Oh. Okay. Um, yeah, rather than in my lawn, like I just because, and again, that might be a weed that's going to get into it. I would just use uh, like a regular garden loam because okay. in your pots, you're probably using a lighter potting soil. I would assume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. yeah, I would uh, yeah just replace it with a good just a regular Perfect. potting soil. I will give it a try. Be good. <laughs> All right. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Bye. Karen. Bye bye. Yeah, that one is uh, actually. I think we even have time for one more quick one. Let's go to Dave. Good morning, Dave. I'll be real quick here. Uh, 20 years garden, uh, 30 miles southeast of Calgary. It started off really good and just consistently over the last 20 years has gone down to virtually nothing. A few potatoes, green beans are no longer, maybe a bit of zucchini. We put compost on, we put fertilizer on. I guess my question is, do I need to uh, just give the soil a rest for a year or is there something else I can be doing here? 
Um, if if you're replenishing the soil, it it shouldn't, and it's getting ample water, sunshine. Yeah, sunshine. Uh, we can get water on it, but it's not ample. I don't think it's ample. But as I say, the it's been are, dry yeah. the last few years, so it's been like we've been having actual real summers with actual heat. So it's which is nice, but but you also need to water probably a little bit more often. Yeah. Uh, my potatoes went from five pounds down to pool ball size, and my green beans are no longer. So I, I just thought it might have been the spoil. But I can try water, obviously more yeah, water. Uh, yeah, I would give it a little bit more water and keep um, amending your soil. You should be good. And try and rotate the potatoes from one side to the other, and then you should be good. Okay. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your help. All right. Okay. Take care, Dave. Bye-bye. All right. We got to take a quick break for the news. You're listening to... Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs here with Terry Kemper. If you would like to join us, phone lines are wide open. I know we had a few people saying they were busy, not getting through. They're wide open right now, so if you'd like to give us a call, Renee will be happy to get you in the queue um, to ask any questions. We do have quite a few texts, and we we had uh, someone asking about they're going to move some lilacs, and Terry answered a few of the the questions on there yeah getting as large a root ball as possible and get i'd get moving on them fairly quickly yeah don't before wait. they yeah don't yeah. wait too long before they get going because you want to get those right now is still a great time to do it and uh and just dig a trench at the other end or if you're putting three or four in a row or if they're dissing just make sure the hole's bigger and be, have it prepared for when you get there and when you take it off the truck they don't have um big big root systems so they they're fairly easy to move if you just get a good chunk uh, get as much as you can the lilacs are very fibrous and they they move fairly easy and on the looks of the ones that they're moving actually they they looked i would almost i i wouldn't hesitate to trim them right down to the ground before right when you're moving them and then they'll just send all new growth because they look a little bit, and, and no offense to this, but it, they look a little bit ratty, like a little bit old wood in there. So I would maybe take them right down to six or eight inches, um, move the root ball, plant them, and that way it's not trying to support all that uh, upper foliage and dead wood um, out of that smaller root system. So if you cut them back even before you move them, it makes it a lot easier to move them as well. So you can dig a big, nice big root ball dig them up, move them, plant them, water them well, and uh, you should be good to go. And uh, hopefully that helps out. And again, we got lots of stuff going on, Terry. Um, so what did you get a chance to do anything in your yard at all, Terry, or any yeah, gardening? I had uh, one day there this past week that I got out there and actually started uh, doing some cleanup. And, uh, yeah, it was surprisingly just uh, – in the difference of a week, um, I poked out there last week and then this week, just all kinds of stuff in that one week was was popping. And uh, so it's, I still still need to do lots more, but um, yeah, no, got got a good got a good start on it anyway. Awesome, yeah, I'm uh, I got my fertilizer going to do that today, right after the show. I'm going to go out and uh, and give the grass a fertilize, get it going, maybe put the sprinkler on and uh and then head to the store and uh got a little bit of work to do around the store got a few things going on so 
Um, look forward to getting there. But also, and here we are. What are we on for tax? We got lots and lots and lots of tax. Um, where are we at here, Terry? Oh, oh call. Oh, I'm getting lots of. You're you're busy answering, so I'm reading half <laughs> yeah, your I'm answers. Sure. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem. It's not a problem, but it's uh, um, a little hard when, to would you say Yeah. Yeah. So at this time here, what I would do too is what you want to do is lawn care is important right now. Yeah. Um, cleaning up. You don't want to get in. I'm removing a bunch of the leaves, but the there's still the ladybugs. If your perennials are popping um, underneath, you can start cleaning them up. If you see the green popping up, which I'm starting to see lots of tulips and that are starting to come up like crazy. A few different things. Um, but definitely ready to power rake your grass, um, fertilize your thing, start cleaning out the shrub beds, cleaning them out, clean out the old debris, pruning back um, your your spireas, all your perennials, that kind of thing. Still too early. Um, I was at a box store yesterday picking up some pipe. I know some guy dug up his uh, topiar hydrangeas. It's too early. They're not like you can't tell if they're dead or alive. No, yet. like. It's still because they'll sprout out. A lot of people, we get people thinking they're dead, um, but it's still way too early to start digging most of your trees up. Because you, on those old hydrangeas, on the on like the quick fires, you'll start seeing they look totally dead. Then in about a week or so, they'll start sending out little green sprouts or on their branches, and then that tells you where to prune them back. Because you you hold off pruning any of those until you see that them starting to sprout up, then you can even them up. Your Annabelle hydrangeas, though, you can take right down to the ground. And evergreens, we mentioned earlier, what you want to do is start washing them down really well and uh, and get them and any, remove any dead damage or disease branching on there. And uh, it's, it's just one of those, uh, it's that time of year, and it's so beneficial because you're going to get that slow, deep watering when you're washing your evergreens down, the water's going to head down into the into the roots, which is perfect. Yeah, to, love that. to help that. <clears throat> um, and I, I can't really. I, I got what I would love to help relieve that guy of too many daylilies. Um, and I, I can't give her a number over the phone, but if if Renee can, I can probably give her this number, and she can get it off the tax line. If the guy with all the daylilies wants to get rid of some. If he wants to call, we can maybe pass a number or two out, out there and uh, and help out that way, and and see if that uh, will will help at all. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, we do have a caller, Renee. Okay, let's go to. I think you said Louise. Let's go to Louise. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good morning. I'm fine. I have one question about my raised beds. I have two of them there. I planted bulbs in one last uh, fall, and I planted spinach because you said it would. Nothing has come up. I'm wondering, did we have too cold a winter or what? Um, is it in a full sun area? I have uh, southeast wind, so okay, lots of sun. Mm -hmm. Lots of sun, yeah. Yeah. So you should be good. I think we're just starting to get the – and have you watered? Because the seeds, we've had not really any moisture recently. So what I would do is – I started uh, sure. watering, oh, about two weeks ago. Okay, and now we're going to get some heat units here. 
So I think you'll start seeing them sprout up. They need the heat to germinate. That's what I thought. I figured we had maybe too cold a winter. Yep. So I would just wait a little bit and uh, and then just keep watering on these, especially these warm days, and then you should start seeing some germination happening as long as the birds didn't snack on all those seeds over the winter. (laughs) Well, I'm up too high. We don't have too many birds up here. Okay. But I was also thinking if they weren't going to grow, I was just going to dig some of the soil out, put some new ones in, and I've already got my petunias and pansies. I thought I could just plant them. Yeah, you can also do that, but I'd give it a couple days. Let's just see, because they should, with this heat and a bit of water, you should start seeing some sprouting up. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you so much. Have a good day. All right. You too. Bye-bye. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll take some calls. If you want to join us, phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up, Calgary's year-round full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And let's go to the phone lines. We're going to go to Dennis. Good morning, Dennis. Hey, good morning. How are you doing today? Doing great. How can we help you? Uh, I have a um, raised garden bed I set up a couple of years ago. It's on the south side of my garage. It's about 20 foot yep. long and about 4 foot wide. And um, I was hoping to plant uh, raspberries, uh, brushes in one side of it. I guess you have any tips or advice for that, and um, <coughs> should I upgrade, upgrade the soil for that? I got uh, some garden loam initially in it, then I added some other stuff, but it seems to to be a little bit um, kind of crusty or hard, if you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's always good, and something like that for your raspberries, I would just add maybe a few bags of sea soil or, or a couple bags of compost. Um, raspberries are a little bit more forgiving, like you'll see them growing like crazy in back alleys and stuff like that so um they're they're but everything always loves if they can get a little bit nicer soil um it definitely doesn't hurt just remember that they they are a bit invasive so um once they get grown in that box they'll want to grow out of the box as well so you'll just have to keep an eye on that even like i got a about a i think it's almost a two foot high i did two uh 18 inch uh two by uh or i mean like um, boards on there so will the roots go down and actually try to grow out of there or? yeah they'll come out the sides and stuff like that as well I've seen them yeah they're like especially if a neighbor has them they always, they'll crawl underneath a fence they and they'll do whatever they're the, so they can do that so just ensure that you have them in a spot where they have a bit of make sure they have enough room and uh, and it's fairly if you if you contain them if it's a maintenance thing if you do it as they're growing it's a lot easier if you see the little thing sticking out, just to cut it off um, right away rather than let it get big because then it gets a little bit tougher to deal with. Is cow, uh, like, um, I know a couple of farmers, I'm from Strathmore, and is there, um, like, um, decomposed uh, cow manure that's you know, been aged for a while? Is that a good additive? Absolutely. As long as it's been aged for at least a couple of years. And just don't put too much straight manure um, it's just too ripe. Like there's, there's too much of it. So I would, I would, if I was to get 
like get a, a bucket full or a, say a bobcat bucket full of manure to two buckets of loam and then mix those together and that would give you a nice good mix okay and is there um any suggestions where it's a good place to get some i was going to try to put a plug out if someone had extra on the strathmore area just to give me a call but yeah yeah i would yeah on that one for age stuff um i i don't know i mean for the raspberries oh raspberries out in strathmore who's out that way um well i guess you could go to the eagle lake is sort of out that way and i think they still have the little um garden center out there um spruce it up so it's a short drive from anywhere (laughs) (laughs) yeah Um, yeah there's i know there's a couple out that way i'm just trying to think who else there's not really any retail garden centers per se out that way that i that i'm totally familiar with right now i'm just well transplanting them is there any tips on that because i have a couple friends that have some extras that'd be last question just again dig them up yep just dig right now is a perfect time if you get out there with a shovel dig down grab a good clump of them and then um what you want to do is remove the gray ones you'll see different color wood you'll see one that's brown and one that's gray um typically the gray ones you want to remove every second year and then let the brown ones grow up because then that's it's just dead wooding them because then they'll they'll produce a lot more fruit for you but they transplant fairly easy so so just trimming the the gray uh, shoots or or the the brushes yeah absolutely yeah okay well thanks and very feed much them 15 30 15 good high middle number and then you should be good to go okay thanks again awesome. all right good luck that good should luck. be great yeah things like that they're very similar to a lila k terry like they have the yeah. very this fibrous roots um so like when you see them transplants in those bags or in in stuff when when we get them in early and they've just they plant them in trenches they grow them and then they just pull them out of the ground, shake the soil off a bit, put them into a bag, and bundle them up. And they they transplant very easy, so that's not yeah. An they're issue. they're they're really tough, so shouldn't have any problem getting those to take. Absolutely. All right, let's go to Craig. Good morning, Craig. Good morning. I'm just wondering, uh, is it too early to plant sunflowers? Um, uh, it's it. it I'd like to say it isn't, but I would just worry if we get a typical something in May. <laughs> yeah, May long weekend, yeah. Yeah. So what you could do is start them in pots, though. Okay. And then just, and they're going to grow a lot better than just transplant them once you get to close to the end of May, beginning of June, because they, okay. they don't take any frost. Yeah, but, okay, but... um can you plant them in fall because the the from the bird feeder they come up yeah. in spring like crazy all yeah. over yeah but it's simply they'll come up more mid-may and but if we do get that frost or heavier frost they will die back okay and some of those sunflowers are a little bit different than the nicer ones that you like to grow like they're more of the shorter they're not the great big sunflowers right and uh, one other question: um, Can I plant uh, beans where the peas were last year? I believe so. Okay, um, or very close to it. Yeah, you should be fine. All right, great. Thank you so much. 
Yeah. Take care. Bye bye. All right. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. I had a couple of young girls in the store yesterday. It was very cute. They're, they're happy. <laughs> they got a plant and, uh, I gave them a pack of sunflower seeds to grow. But I said they, I wanted to have a picture of the, of the sunflowers when they're 10 feet tall, but they need to stand <laughs> beside it. So I just, I, I want to plant a few out by our sign. Like in that one bed, I'd like to, we should go sprinkle a bunch of those sunflower seeds out there and uh, get them growing because nothing like seeing giant sunflowers, like in the, when you get to late summer, early fall, uh, I don't know, this looks pretty awesome. And uh, so anyways, uh, I don't think we see enough of those. And some of those ones that are, when you see the amazement of something that can get six or seven feet tall with a flower the size of a, like I said, a foot wide, something like that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they're so, uh, they're definitely a fun sight. I know if the other time you'll be driving down a back alley or something, you see them kind of hanging over the fence and they always kind of are a bit of a showstopper. You know, we get them that, you know, that 12, 14 inch diameter sunflower. They're pretty, yeah. they're pretty showy. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Where are we at for time? We're good to go. Let's go to Tony. Good morning, Tony. Good morning. Uh, just want to know uh, when's a good time to transplant asparagus? Uh, right now. Yeah. Okay, and Is it starting to sprout up? Yes. Yeah. So if right now, you can still do it. Yeah. Okay. And and how long before we can't do it anymore i like when they're like when they get larger like say like when they're fully up and growing it's just best not to do it right now they're just starting to develop the roots again they're just getting grown it's a it's a good time um okay. when they're actively right after harvest and you, you could probably do it at that time or in the fall so like uh middle of july yeah, yeah. By the time you're done harvesting everything, you should be good. Okay. All right. Or or in the fall. Yeah. Before in the falls. Up. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Very good. All right. Take Thank care. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. And let's go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Hello. Hey, Brian. How can we help you? Yeah. Hi there. I've got a couple of tower poplars. They're uh, one year old, I guess, and what I'm wondering is if they will withstand like a wet condition. I was thinking about planting them out by the dugout I got here, but I don't know if they would tolerate it being there or not. Um, not actually, the tower poplar might be okay. Um, I, I think you'd be much better off going with a like a golden willow, laurel leaf willow, something like that, depending on how wet it is. Um, you're okay. going to have a lot more success. Yeah, I already got a bunch of those around there right now. I just got a, I, I didn't do like you said last year and you said, move them plants now. And then I didn't. And, <laughs> and now they're all quite <laughs> a bit bigger than they were last year when I should have moved them. So I'm going to try doing it this year. Yeah. And, so. and, and you don't want to wait too long. Cause you just, you, when, if you're going to try and move those that you have to do it just when they're breaking, like just when the buds breaking because um, otherwise they don't transplant that well because they're a colony plant as well. So they don't like to be dug so that it has to be just when they're breaking leaf. Like, um, otherwise they just, they don't survive uh, transplanting very well. Well, I transplanted a couple actually in the heat of friggin' summer last year. And uh, the one kind of went into <laughs> shock, but um, they both survived. Oh, wow. Okay, good. 
then uh, yeah. that's another question. If you get enough uh, water, yep. Yeah, I water the heck out of everything. Yeah. Okay. Okay, one more question. This is about elm trees. I yep. think they're elm. That's similar trees that they have lining the streets of Edmonton there. Yeah. And, uh, okay, I've tried, one was about, I don't know, it was, I don't know, maybe four feet tall, I suppose, a couple feet wide. And I watered and watered and watered, and then when I dug it up, all the dirt fell off the uh, the roots. And uh, so I did another one this morning, which was not even half as tall and that one gave me the same kind of problems but at least this one i could save some of the dirt yeah so what like you want to do yeah well what you want to do before you move them and if you're trying if you're going to plan on moving plants is to do some root pruning like a month or two before or throughout the season and then that will encourage the roots to grow a little bit more dense and and then using a, a root fertilizer like a 10 something just to develop more roots and and you might be feeding with a bit too much nitrogen if you are fertilizing because then that will force them to grow. But we got to go. Um, we got to take a break for the news. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Earl Coombs, and I'm here with Terry Kemper. Phone lines are open, 403-974-8255. We have uh, a few spots open if you'd like to join us. And we do have Shelly on the line. Good morning, Shelly. Good morning. Uh, Hi, how can we help you? I have two 10-inch tree stumps that I wanted to get ground out, but I got an estimate, and it was pretty high. How how could I tackle that myself? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, uh, uh, a big shovel? (laughs) It's those are hard ones, right? Like it's they don't move. Like I was, I was stopped on the job site, and uh, we're doing a project on a church on Elbow Drive, and we have to remove some stumps. And we, the guy who was grinding them for us, missed a couple. So I, I jump on the bobcat, thinking, "Oh yeah, I got this, no problem." And uh, <laughs> like twenty minutes later, I finally got part of the stump out, and that's with a bobcat. They're like they're built not mm. to move. So it's it's a lot of work, and even when you do stump grind them, you can't plant. Are you hoping to plant in the same spot, or? Uh, no, I've given up on that. Okay, so what you can do is just have it cut down, like go right close you can to the ground. We do have a stump rot um, chemical, and you drill mm-hmm. holes into the into the stump, and then you put this powder in there, and it uh, it helps decompose the the stump and then you can just chip away at it when it rots away and it's just called stump rot i think how many years does that take it doesn't take long like it'll work this year like it'll be done this year oh okay because i cut these down last summer yeah so absolutely so if you if you got it like if you went out to the garden center today picked it up drilled the holes it'll it'll start working within a month or so like it'll it'll be starting to decompose and rotting and then okay. uh, you can chip away at a lot easier that way. Otherwise, oh. it's it's it ain't it's a getting a machine in to rip it out or the stump grinder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that was going to be hundreds of dollars, and I'm not going to yeah, do that. Yeah, it's so. so much. I think it's twelve dollars an inch, something like that. I think is what we're charging for our stump grinding service. Oh, okay. So if it's All right. Well. Around, 
Okay. I will. Uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, it's a lot of work. And those machines, like a stump grinding machine, is $35,000, $40,000. So that's mm. the. To, that's why some of that stuff does cost what it costs. And, oh, even like and the hand ones? Because, you know, they have to They're not the hand big ones. enough. <laughs> yeah, the ones they walk behind, they're, they're those little ones, just, they can't do some of the bigger stuff. So. Okay. Yeah, hmm. it's it's just one of those ones where it's no matter how you cut it, if if you're hiring out, it is it's a lot of work. So, but you yeah. can you can decompose it that way, and mm-hmm. that way it makes it a little bit easier to handle yourself. Okay, I'll I'll give Alrighty. it a whirl. Okay, thank okay, you. When you. If you go to our till, you have to go to the till and ask for it, because we have to keep it behind the counter. Um, the government oh. came in and told us because if you get too much of it, you can build bombs or something stupid. So. Oh yeah. Anyways, all right. Okay, thank you. Enjoy your show. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 uh, that stuff is always it's kind of hard. <laughs> if someone comes in and buys 10, 10 jugs of it, we're supposed to report them to the government. So. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah, which makes I, I can't yeah, see why someone unless so. they're ripping down a forest. But at that point, I would be uh, I'd get be getting a machine in and and digging them out that way. Um, if you'd like to join us, lights <laughs> are wide open. We should probably change the subject. There's way better things to talk about, like lots of gardening. And we do have a few texts that we can definitely read. Uh, morning. I know you've mentioned this before. What is a good soil mix for overseeding the lawn, and how thick of a layer? So that's it's a good timing for this. You lay lay down the grass seed, then light dusting of greening up lawn. So what I would do is typically, <clears throat> if you're getting your re- your lawn ready to go um, today, say you're going to get out there today, give it a good power raking or a good hard hand rake if that's what you're doing. Um, at that point, I would apply the green up lawn fertilizer, and then I would start watering. And then in a week or so, when you start seeing some actively green grass growing, if you, if you still think it's a little bit bare, it's very hard. At that point, if you want to put an inch of, of good garden loam, and if you're using a good screened loam, that, that's perfect. That will, that will work really good. Or if you want to use a garden mix, you can do that. And you want to go about at least an inch thick, and you'll be amazed at how fast if that grass is actively growing, and then you can mix some grass seed on at the same time, at how fast the grass will eat that soil up. It'll just get absorbed down into the root systems like nothing. So I would definitely um, um, do that if, you, if your grass is, is thinning out and things like that. So, and yeah, that's, uh, that's another thing. And then at that point, fertilize three times a year with the green up lawn fertilizer, and you should have some of the greenest grass on the block for sure. And yeah. here's a little kudos to, to Terry. Good morning, Merle. Yesterday, Terry gave me fantastic 10-minute tutorial on tree planting at the garden center. I think that your listeners would appreciate hearing the must-knows of preparing the hole to plant a tree. So maybe, Terry, you gave Denise some perfect um, information on planting a tree. Maybe share that with the rest of the listeners today here, Terry. Yeah, we were chatting about the best... uh... I guess the best process for going about planting a tree, we just really talked about the, um, you know, starting off on the right foot and, and getting a good planting hole. Um, she had an area where it was very, very um, heavy clay. So I talked about, 
if after she had dug that hole uh, and she wasn't sure on the, the drainage part of it, I said, fill that hole up after you've dug it with water and, and just watch it and see how it drains. And if after, say, you come out the next day and it's sat overnight and that hole is still as as full of water as, as when she filled it, um, then she needs to dig deeper. Um, so any hole, uh, any tree that you plant needs to have, you know, that hole needs to be free draining. Um, any tree planted in that, essentially, basically, if we're just creating a clay bathtub and we were to plant that tree in there, um, a tree that's underwater and a tree that's overwater, they both present the same way. So if she was to plant a tree in that hole um, that basically we're calling a, a clay bathtub that doesn't have that drainage, she's going to plant that tree, it's going to turn yellow, the leaves are going to curl, uh, and your first thought is going to be, wow, that, that tree needs more water, when actually what it needs is, is less water, it just needs drainage. So I said, take that water out, keep digging until you hit that, you know, and you'll have to maybe go a, a little deeper than, than you think, but you'll get to that, that sort of that subsoil. It's not going to be great, but you need to get that hole so that uh, once it once you are watering it, it is draining away, um, and then you can sort of fill that hole again, let that soil settle, and then plant in that hole. So um, that's essentially what we talked about is just the importance of getting a, a good planting hole started <coughs> for the you know the tree to have its best its best success. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and starting out picking in the right location is important as well. Yeah, is making sure you have the right location, the type of tree you're putting in, because unfortunately you go by a lot of the new show home areas and stuff like that. They try to make them look really nice at the beginning, but a lot of times they get jammed in there a little bit too tight. Or well, they if you tend see to a spruce tree, yeah, yeah, they over, yeah, they want it to look those. good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but. Yeah, I can't can't stress enough the importance of, of you know creating a good good planting hole, investing some time and money uh, before you're putting that tree in there. Uh, and once you do, then the rest is easy, right? Uh, you put that tree in there; it's happy. Um, it's not going to be prone to you know um, disease, and you're you're just uh, a much better much better shape to spend the time up front uh, doing that than planting in a you know, um, a, a oh, yeah, no, if you just just yeah. big enough to barely get by, if and you, you stuff that minimal effort, root ball in that clay. Yeah, so minimal um, results. Exactly, exactly. All right. Well, let's take a quick break. If you'd like to join us after the break, phone lines are wide open. Four zero three nine seven four eight two five five. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. Love John Cougar. Let's go to Don. Good morning, Don. Yeah, good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing, doing good. good. How can we help you? Yeah, um, I live out in an acreage, and um, I made a garden, and it kind of went, uh, we didn't use it for a while, so I was kind of using it as my, uh, burning my dead grass off the lawn and that kind of stuff. And I'm wondering, is that the, uh, I want to get it going back into a garden. Is it? Uh, is that a bad thing to uh, No, burn that's going to be a good thing. No, that'll be a good thing. Um, you might have a bit too much nitrogen in there. You'll see. Um, I, I definitely rotor till mix all that burnt stuff into it. But you know, when you see a hill of grass all of a sudden burns, and then two weeks later, that's the greenest spot in the in the place. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that provides that. Uh, 
little nitrate in that. That's out of the charcoal. So I would, oh, uh, okay. yeah. No, yeah, uh, so if you just mix all that in, uh, just spread it out as good as you can yeah. too. Like this, too much of a good thing is is typically not too good. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, I think you just uh, saved us from having another argument here about what not to do. <laughs> well, I'm also a part-time marriage counselor, so oh. I'll, most 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 landscapers are when we go to people's houses or at the garden yeah. center. And Terry's getting this accreditation too, where we're part-time <laughs> part-time marriage counselors out in the tree. I'm, line. I'm working on so, my accreditation. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. All right. Take care. <laughs> uh, that's funny, but it's true. I don't know how many times you get in the middle of something. Like, uh oh. This yeah. ain't going well. <laughs> reverse, reverse. <Yeah. laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, God. I had a couple flashbacks being on some landscape consultations. <laughs> Never good. Let's go to Kathy. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, I have a, a weeping birch. It's probably about 40 years old, and it got a big frost crack about two weeks ago. Uh. And anything I've read about it, it says to just leave them alone but the only thing I'm worried about is um, about halfway down the crack like the cracks probably 10 or 12 feet there's a great oh, wow. big split. there's a great big split in the bark like it's probably about eight inches long and two inches wide and okay I would probably recommend you call um, even Mark our, our certified arbor come out and have a look that might need a you bolt know, I'm, put I'm through it way way far away from you I'm down in Belize. Okay. Yeah. Okay, is there an arborist down there, perhaps? Well, there's. I, I, I suppose I could call somebody, but yeah, yeah, you I, might need to put a bolt into it. So what you could do is you can get some ready rod. If it is bad, like if you like, I don't um, know. If it's, I'm more worried about if it gets like disease in it because there's just a yeah, sweet and the bugs are really right is, there. And I, I did get. Is it, it also leaking water right now? Oh, it's running like crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, because typically you don't want to prune or or cut your maple. So I was gonna say it's probably bleeding yeah. like crazy right now. So ensure that it's, it's gonna need extra water. And yeah, if you can go to Lethbridge, um, one of the garden centers there, I think they carry the Rage Plus. Oh, okay. I, I would, I would. I would I would give that as much Rage Plus almost as you can. And sure, get one of those good soaker hoses around the outside yeah, and yeah. give it a few doses of the Rage Plus. I would try like to seal long? that up. I would do it sort of every couple of weeks. Okay. Because um, it really will help birch trees and help that recover. I would yeah. try to seal that up. Like I would either get lac balsam or just some good latex caulking and fill oh, that okay. crack in. If it's oh, that big of a crack, yeah. yeah. So get a big tube of good caulking, and Make just caulking. Okay. Yeah. I can. And do just that. fill that crack in, and smooth it out nice. And uh, if you see it pulling apart, you might need to get a bolt through it. So what you yeah. can do is, if you go to the one of the farm aggregate place or hardware, get a ready rod, and then get yeah. the bolt, drill a hole right through it, and then put that through, and then and then tighten it up, and that'll yeah, squeeze it together. I'll try the caulking first for sure. Okay, and this is my phone-in arborist certification show. So no, there yeah. you go, <laughs> caulking and ready rod from the hard red hardware store. So there we go. Could I ask you guys one more thing? Sure. Okay, I've got a little Miss Kim that's about seven feet by seven feet, and they don't sucker bad, but it's got one coming that's about 
two and a half feet tall. Can I turn that into a topiary? Um, typically, they're grafted onto a different rootstock. Oh, like, are they? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when I you see those topiaries, you can definitely try it. Um, see what happens. And if it, yeah, but it'll it'll tend to send keep sending shoots out from the bottom, right? Because that's typically mm -hmm. how their growth patterns yeah. go. Yeah. So. All right. Yeah, but if I just dig it up and put it in a pot, I could give it a go, eh? Give it a try. See what happens? Yeah. All right. Yep. Well, thank you very much. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right. We're gonna take a quick break, and we'll finish off with a couple of calls. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on QR Calgary. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. We're going to go right to the phone lines. We're going to go to Margo. Good morning, Margo. Hello. Um, I, Hi there. Of course, my dog's barking. I, I've got a question about mulch on the garden. I've left okay. everything on over the winter, and now, now it's summer. And I'm now wondering you want to do how spring much cleanup. do you leave on? Yeah, because I've been cutting all the tops and putting them back down, and I like to leave a lot of compost you, on the have ground. Have you done your spring cleanup yet, or are you just starting? Well, I'm just I'm just starting. I've got a 400 foot lot, so I have. I've been doing hey, spring do you, cleanup. Hey, I'm gonna. For a month. I want me to help you out with a one one eight hundred dollar a one hundred dollar one eight hundred dollar one eight hundred got junk <laughs> gift card. Um, Could you use that? No, it's okay because I never throw <laughs> any of this vegetation out. It oh, all okay. has to go back. You don't down. want to clean out the right. garage or anything? <laughs> Did that. Pulled down the sheds. Um, right. Old cow sheds here in Bonas. Well, if, and, if anybody would like a 1-800-GOT-JUNK gift card, you can send us a text to us right now at 974-8255. And we will get you a 1-800-GOT-JUNK $100 gift card to help with your spring cleanup, garage cleanup, junk removal, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, we've been working on cleaning up for okay. five years. <laughs> it was a big <laughs> job. Um, so, yeah, I, so I, I believe in a lot of mulch on the ground, but how much is too much? Um, like the leaf, like what type the of mulch? Leaf. Oh, well, I, I would say leaves. pull all that out. Yeah. And then put it in the compost and then bring some fresh yeah, compost. Yeah, because if you leave it composting on your garden, it actually pulls nutrients out of the soil. Out of the soil. I wondered how much. Yeah, because it needs that. Okay. It needs the nitrogen and all that to decompose. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next job is started. All right. And, and the other <laughs> quick question is... Uh, you know the liquid twenty twenty twenty. I think Schultz. Yep. Does that kill the mycelium in the soil or not? The way the dry, you know, granular ones can. Um, the water soluble should be fine. It's with the natural stuff in there, you're good to go. Okay, great. Thank you so much. You're very Back welcome. <laughs> All right. Okay, thanks. And Bye -bye. for the one eight hundred got junk. We're going to go to Gordy and Airdrie. We're going to give that to him. So congratulations to Gordy and Airdrie. You're going to get the 1-800-GOT-JUNK gift card to help you clean up with your, your mess there. And Renee will get your information here off of the text line, and they will get in contact with you to get you your $100 gift card to 1-800-GOT-JUNK.
Oh, that's a mouthful. And I apologize for that one. That was a. I, you did it, <laughs> I did it. I did it. And we did have a lot of text coming in for that. So I think I have time for one more quick call. Let's go to Dale. Julian. Sorry. Good morning, Julian. Good morning, Merlin Terry. Good morning. Hey, how can we help you? Hey, I'm just wondering. The wife wants a couple of snowball bushes outside. Can okay. they be planted in full sun? The snowball bushes? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They love the full sun. Okay, great, great. And yeah. one more uh, quick question. Okay. Uh, I've got a couple of pyramid cedars that are basically dead on the west side. Can I trim them back to the ground, and will they regrow, or no. is it no? They won't. Time? Just dig them out and replace them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That, that was easy. Easy. Yeah. You, All right. For you, for you, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you got the work to do. All yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks, Julian. All you right. Bet. Thanks, Terry. And uh, right. we'll be down at the Garden Center all day today. If you want to come down and ask any more questions or or check out what's going on. Yeah, for and sure. Thanks for joining us. And we'll get our garden on right here next week on QR Calgary.